are you wondering what big clit energy looks like? Do you think looking at your genitals more equates to better sex? Are you curious about how to start arousing yourself in new areas? Would you like to experience an hour and a half of orgasm after orgasm? Here we go with another sequel episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast. Susan Bratton joins us again, thank God, to talk about big clit energy. For those of you who don't know, Susan Bratton is an intimacy expert to millions, and Susan Bratton's first episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast was episode 13. In this episode, Susan told us all about the female erectile tissue that most of us aren't aware of. She told us about female ejaculation. She told us about engorgement. She told us about spiritual sexuality. This episode, episode 13, absolutely rules, and it actually has been Root Awakening, a health podcast's most listen to episode. So now Susan is back to talk to us about big clit energy and what the hell that is. This is actually a topic that Susan has not shared anywhere else yet. So Root Awakening is the first place that Susan chose to debut her concept of big clit energy, which is so fucking special. I am so honored to have had this conversation with her. So in this episode, Susan literally gives us a step-by-step guide to getting more comfortable with our own anatomy and tells us how to start easing into pleasuring ourselves in new places. She also tells us about how to start looking in the mirror at our pussies and or our dicks and loving what we see and how to educate our partners on how to please us in a way that gives us extended orgasms, not just 30-second orgasms that end in oversensitivity of our clit. In this episode, Susan really teaches us how to love all of the sensual hot spots on our bodies and use that love to completely transform our sex lives into nonstop pleasure that feels sustainable and right for our soul. And... At the end of this episode, Susan gives me very intuitive advice on what some good next steps would be in my personal sex life. You might resonate with these next steps too, so stick around. Well, 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 another fucking fascinating episode with Susan Bratton. Let's get into it. I'm so excited for you to hear this. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach, and I help you discover your psychic gifts and become more intimate with yourself along the way. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hi. Tell me what you think about this episode. Let me know about future episodes that you would like me to have. I am always super happy to connect with you. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings and one-to-one spiritual coaching. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom, where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit wants me to communicate about where stagnant energy and trauma is living in your body and what you need to know in order to heal and then be able to manifest what you want into your life. And as far as my one-to-one coaching goes, this is how I help my clients discover and strengthen their own divine psychic gifts for life. We talk Monday through Friday and figure out what is blocking you from 
fully realizing and fully being able to utilize your psychic gifts, your intuition, and fully being able to utilize your soul's voice. And within that process, my clients also build more intimacy with themselves and their relationships. So you can book 30 minute or 60 minute readings with me. Head to the link in my bio on Instagram to do so at emilys.rootawakening. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is M Kosick. Okay, let's get into this interview with Susan Bratton, intimacy expert to millions. Here we go. <laughs> Folks, Today, I am recording our second sequel on the Root Awakening a Health podcast with a very special woman named Susan Bratton. Susan Bratton is an intimacy expert to millions, and she came on the podcast for episode number 13 to talk about how much erectile tissue women really do have and what we should be utilizing, how we are all capable of ejaculation and why we should feel encouraged to celebrate that, what engorgement is and how that relates to explosive orgasms, how sex can be healing. And Susan also told us about microbiome health. This episode, episode number 13, was so incredible, sexy, informative, and it is actually our most listened to episode on this podcast. So if you haven't listened to it yet, get on that after you listen to this one because you will not be disappointed. And now I am so grateful that Susan is back joining us for another episode. (laughs) Susan Bratton, welcome back to Root Awakening a Health podcast. I am so happy to be warmly embraced in your bosom again, Miss M. It's so funny. You and I just fell in love with each other the first moment we met, and it Mm -hmm. has not stopped. It is Mm -hmm. just growing and growing. And it was funny when you emailed me the other day, and you're like, hey, I want you to come back on. We got to do some more. That was so much fun. And I said, okay, well, I have this idea for big clit energy. And I was developing this concept and I would love to debut my concept on Root Awakening. And you're like, oh, hell yes. So (laughs) I just love that we have such a nice relationship together. And I also wanted to, when I, when I say the words big clit energy. I want to say them like one of those guys that introduces like world wrestling people or some like big clit energy. <laughs> Just yes. has to be said like that. <laughs> yes, it deserves to be said like that. And on your email, all caps big clit energy. What do you think? And at that point, my hands were already in the air. I was like, yes, we are doing this. I love all of your ideas, Susan. Honestly, I haven't heard one idea from you that I didn't like. And I was like, this is what this podcast episode is. So we are so honored to hear about this debut topic that that you are so inspired by. And let's get into it. Can you tell us about what giant clit energy, big clit energy is? Yes. So there's a lot of components to big clit energy, but I would say the the feeling that I want to create for women is that our passion and our desire and our lust for life, it, it comes from our clit. If you think about guys and how they walk around with big dick energy, you know, Mm -hmm. when they slap their dicks around and they're all like, yeah, this is me, I'm a big dick, you know, (laughs) I want us as the feminine to have big clit energy. Mm -hmm. I want, I want us to feel rooted and I am on the rooted 
podcast here. Mm -hmm. So my root awakening, there is nothing better than awakening the root of your clit and getting it to blossom and flourish. I was... I want to tell you a couple little things about it, but mostly what big clit energy is, is like, yes, I am here. I am amazing. I am sexual. I am not ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. I am full of energy. I've got dirty thoughts I love. I'm having fabulous orgasms. I feel like a goddess. I maybe even feel like a gushing goddess of divine nectar. My flow state is one of turn on. I am living a switched on, turned on life. And I feel happy. I feel resourceful. I feel connected to humanity. I feel connected to Gaia. I feel connected to myself, my sexuality, my beauty, my exuberance, my lovers, my life. To me, that's a good beginning conversation about what big clit energy is. And if women walked around feeling our clits, and living into our clits the way our male-bodied partners on this earth walk around feeling cocky. What's wrong with feeling clitty? Nothing. It's as powerful as a cock. It is our cock. All cocks start out as clits. When we are fetuses, everybody had a clit. And then the masculine got bathed in some hormones that turned his clit into a cock. But it's a cock. We have one too. And when we feel that, we can feel our clit in our panties. When we can feel it and see it grow, when we can feel it getting engorged, when we can use that sexual energy as purpose, as passion, as creativity, as fuel, then we begin to really live that life of pleasure and connection that without big clit energy, we're not having. It's like a double helping of intimate connection to source when you have big clit energy. Mm -hmm. So that's part one of the big clit. But I also want to share with you my clit's journey to mm -hmm. indulgent perfection. I want to tell you about how I was looking at my yoni just the other day and what I was experiencing in looking at it. And then I also want to really talk again about what the clit actually looks like and where it is inside our body and how we can feed our clit the pleasure it craves. So those are a couple of things that I wanted to kind of have a conversation about today. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Because folks, Susan didn't give me this explanation when we emailed about it. She was like, I want to do big clit energy. I was like, yup, let's do it. I think she wrote like two <laughs> other sentences. I was like sold already sold. So hearing this, this aspect of it, it's also an embodiment of the clit and, and feeling your life through your clit and using your clit as a source of intuition, as a source of soul, as a source of source or God, right? Like, ah, oh, this is so fucking powerful. And it really also reminds me, Susan, like I was 
was looking through your sexual soulmate pact, which is an offering that Susan has that is genius. So we will, we will link that in the show notes here, but yeah, it's free. It's free and it's very valuable. So Yeah, we want to take advantage of that. But yeah, the the sexual soulmate pact has a lot to do with just, first of all, being comfortable in bed, allowing yourself to be comfortable in bed and and accepting what you want in bed and having your partner accept what what you want in bed and, and you accepting your partner and what they want in bed. And that has, I think, Susan, so much to do with what you're talking about right now, like accepting your clitoris and being excited about your clitoris and embodying that, embodying what feels sexy and good and what feels right to you. Do you agree? Yeah. Well, and, and I think accepting what, what you need in the moment. I think the sexual soulmate pact is really about how we live in an animal body. Mm-hmm. And we like to think about being these lofty human beings, but we are actually homo sapiens. We are part of the great ape family. We're closer to chimpanzees and orangutans and bonobos than we are to anything else. We're really monkeys. We have a monkey mind that can't settle. And we have a body that that's you know, subject to the vagaries of our ebb and flow of our hormones and whether we've gotten enough sleep and how much stress we're under. And I know in any given day. So you've gotten to meet my beautiful man, Tim. I've been with him 30 years this year. Mm. And we've had an expanded orgasm practice for the last 15, I think 17 now. I think we just realized it was 17 years that he's been basically giving me yoni massages or clitoral stroking pleasuring a couple times a week, really on demand. Basically, he's just waiting around for me to go, will you rub my pussy? (laughs) And then he is like, of course I will. (laughs) Because one of the things we realized when we'd almost gotten divorced, you know, 20 odd years ago, because I'd been having sex with him for a decade and not having orgasms from intercourse was that the really the three things that made us get really good in bed together. One was honesty, telling our truth and reporting our needs, which is the sexual soulmate pact. And, you know, knowing that we live in these animal bodies, and they want something different every day. On one day, I want my clitoris stroked and my labia, my vulva stroked like the lightest, delicate strokes where Mm -hmm. it's he's barely touching me. And it's just sending me to the moon. And other days, I want him basically wailing on my G spot and like just really putting the hammer down and giving me tons of pressure, like really going for it because I want to squirt my heart out and I just can take it and I need it. Mm. So we have such a range within us that the sexual soulmate pact is that thing that says you're an animal, you need different things, tell your partner what you need, have them understand it has nothing to do with their skill. And it's that you have, you have worlds within you. And you have to help them understand what your body is telling you it needs in the moment. So the telling the truth, and then the expanded orgasm technique, which is it's at expandherorgasmtonight.com. There's three free pleasure reports. And my mentor, Dr. Patty Taylor, taught us this clitoral stroking technique. It comes from here in California, Moore University. They, Victor and Susie Barranco in the 70s created this clitoral stroking technique because Susie was not orgasmic. And Victor learned that what actually worked for her and really for every woman is this very light, delicate stroke of the clitoral, really off off the top edge of the clit kind of 
into the meaty part of the clitoral head Mm -hmm. and shaft with one light fingertip doing a very delicate stroke on the clitoris under the hood of the clitoris, getting up inside in there and pressing below the skin into the meat and the body of the clitoris allows a woman to go up into an orgasm that she can sustain and take the moment of climax and pull it out like taffy, where she can just learn how to, it's like big wave riding, you know, you get towed up into the wave and then you're riding this giant wave all the way to shore. And then the second report in that, those reports we teach you peaking, which is this notion that your body has a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. And for a lot of women, they have clitoral fatigue where they, they get sensation, they get strokes or licks or what have you vibrate or whatever, and they have an orgasm and then they they're sensitive and they don't want another one because they're actually doing everything too hard. They haven't learned how to feel in their clitoris. Now, some women like really hard stroking and other women like super light, but generally the, the, the bell curve of female responses that you can learn how to have this very experience, these very light strokes that allow you to take those moments of orgasm and stretch them out over time. And when you learn how to ride the orgasm where he's just delivering or she, any, any, any gendered person, it's non-binary fluid is delivering the stroke of the expanded orgasm technique. When they're delivering the stroke, you're in that orgasm and you're staying there and you're coming and coming and coming, but your body, because it needs a break, it needs you to get some downstrokes as well as just up. You can't take the body up, 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 up forever. What you do is you take the body up and then give it a little break and then up higher and give it a little break, then up higher. And so expanded orgasms are these stacked orgasms that get longer and more intense as you ride them. And that was the other thing that really, really helped us learn. I was able to cross the gasm chasm. I was able to begin to have orgasms from intercourse without even touching my clitoris because the expanded orgasm practice where he would rub my yoni a couple of times a week on demand as often as I wanted until his legs went numb. (laughs) whenever I wanted it without expecting to get intercourse or sex in return. So I'd ask for it because I knew there was no quid pro quo. I didn't have to do anything. I just could receive when all that pleasure was on my clit. And when I was coming like that, that's fantastic. But you have to peak. You have to give some downs. You have to let the body rest and reach. And that's how you take it higher. So the second report is called the power of peaking. What is expanded orgasm? The power of peaking. Then the third report is called touching for rapture. And that's the idea that men especially struggle with, which is they're trying to touch for effect. They're trying to make us come. And when you try to make us do things, we feel performance anxiety. We feel like we're going to hurt your ego if we don't come. And instead, when a lover begins to touch you for rapture, for their own pleasure, when they're touching you because it feels so good to them, and when they're in their pleasure, that begins to vibrate 
And there's like, basically you get, you get on this, you get on the same wavelength. And when he's turned on touching you, or she's turned on touching you, and then you get turned on by their turn on. And then that turn on starts to take you up that pleasure spiral ladder. That combination is very powerful. So those are some key tenets of this expanded orgasm practice that really took my clitoris from asleep and struggling to come to alive, activated, and awake. And it spread the pleasure into my body in ways that just having stimulation from thing, you know, from tongues or penises or toys never could do because the fingers are the most articulate thing we have. They're more articulate than our tongue and our penis and a toy. So the expanded orgasm practice laid that foundation of big clit energy in for me. I felt my taproot, my clit taproot drive down into Gaia and connect me and tether me to source in a way that I had for the first 45 years of my life been untethered. I needed that connection and that surrender and that orgasmic bliss state that was delivered through the lightest of strokes to me without any need to reciprocate. So that was very empowering for me, that whole time that we began to do that. And I had a I had a pussy rub last night. We just call them pussy rubs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, expanded orgasm date, deliberate orgasm date, orgasmic meditation, ex- extended massive orgasm. They have, it has a lot of names. The technique mm-hmm. is a technique that works and lots of people teach it. My version of it is called expanded orgasm with Dr. Patty Taylor. She's my mentor. I'm her disciple. There are some crazy weirdo people who've taught versions of it that are a little sociopathic. So I recommend our version or the Morehouse version. Welcome consensus is good. There's a number of people who do a good job teaching the technique. I love it. Incredible. It makes so much sense. All this stuff makes so much sense. And it, it makes us, it makes me feel so powerful. And I'm sure our listeners will feel the same to know what's possible for us, what is actually possible for us. So Susan, like speaking of your path with your clit, like how did that develop for you? So you laid out kind of a a foundation with the expanded orgasm. How did you take that further to get like deeper into this big clit energy? And and how did you begin to start honing this concept? Yeah, well, I started out not even really looking at my yoni. And I remember that my husband and I were taking a tantric sex workshop, ecstatic loving with Steve and Lokita Carter. And one of the things we were doing was creating a sacred container for our lovemaking. We learned the concept of creating the sacred bubble or the sacred moment, the sacred space. And one of the things that we were to do was to give each other gifts. And these were fake, you know, not, not, not tangible gifts, just like Mm -hmm. verbal gifts. And I remember that my husband said to me, Tim is my husband. Everyone calls him Sir Tim. He's like the prince among men. Sir Tim (laughs) said to me, I'm giving you this mirror because I want you to be able to see for yourself how beautiful you are to me. Mm. I want you to really get how beautiful you are to me. I was in my early 40s. I was an absolutely gorgeous young woman. And yet I thought about all my flaws. I never looked at my vulva. I was, you know, 
sexually very shy and I didn't know much. And when he gave me that mirror, it was just within that same week that he brought a mirror to bed and he showed me my vulva Mm -hmm. and he showed me how much he loved it and how beautiful it was to him. And that was a very touching time in my life. And I, I, I finally started looking at my vulva and then I learned about the different secretions and how the secretions change and how ovulation works and, you know, all of those components of understanding the feminine chemistry and biorhythms and hormonal cycles. And, and then I began to understand how we're women who run with the moon and how we do cycle through, you know, our lusty times and our times when we need nurturing. And I began to honor those. My expanded orgasm practice started to really, really get good. I remember there were some times during that time when I would just say to Tim, just come me until I can't come anymore. And let's Mm -hmm. see how long we can go. And he'd be like, we're an hour and 10, but I got to take a break. (laughs) I'd have been coming for an hour and 10 minutes, you know, so we got really good at that. And then we started doing G-spot exploration. And I had a lot of, I had a lot of sexual trauma as a child. I was abused by my stepfather. I had, I got pregnant the first time I had sex, even though I was using contraceptives, I had to have an abortion. I had a lot of bad date experiences, basically my, all the way up until I was 30, when I met Tim, I, I never, I was worried that maybe sex was just kind of a fake thing that it wasn't really very good and that people were just kind of making it sound better than it was because it was Mm. never that good for me. And then when I met Tim and I fell in love and I was ready to get married and I was thinking about having kids and that all the hormones were running and I was in love with him and we had all the new relationship energy and I finally was having good sex. But after a decade of not having orgasms from intercourse, I didn't want to have sex with him anymore. And that's when we went on our journey to figure out how we could have good sex that would satisfy me and not just him. Because he wanted that. All guys want you to have incredible orgasms. You just have to find your way. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized, okay, orgasms are a learned skill. And if I can orgasm from expanded orgasms from genital massage, from this five-stroke technique, then maybe I can orgasm from G-spot orgasms. And then maybe I can squirt And then maybe I can have orgasms from intercourse. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe I can have breastgasms and nipplegasms. Then my girlfriend was on a walk with me one day and she was like, did you know that if you go down on a guy, you you basically have a clit in your throat and you can have orgasms in your throat? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Then I had to learn that. So we did all these different things. And the G-spot awakening was very helpful for me because I was able to release a lot of the trauma of the sexual things that had happened to me. And then I was able to finally stop dissociating from sex and get present. And then I was able to cross the gasm chasm with intercourse because so many women think, oh, I'm just not that kind of girl who can do it. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, both the partners think, oh, well, I guess she just can't come from intercourse. We'll just have to use a vibe on her clit or we'll have to, I'll have to go down on her first and then I'll come, you know, during intercourse or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, And that's not true at all. It's just, you just have to learn how to do it. And it's easy. I have um, videos on my website at betterlover.com that are all about how to have orgasms from intercourse. I just tell you how to do it. And 
as we explored each one of these, you know, experiences, I got more and more comfortable with my Yoni and I started looking at her and then I started appreciating her. And then over time, I had just a massive amount of different types of orgasms. I started teaching people how to come and what it took to do it. And then in my mid fifties, I started noticing that my Yoni was getting delicate. The tissue was thinning and one of my girlfriends is a sexual regenerative doctor, Dr. Robin Benson. And she told me about the O shot or orgasm shot. And I said, Oh, that's so interesting. And I was on a TV studio. I was at a TV studio going on set and I was in the green room and I was sitting with a woman named Cheryl Schaff and a registered nurse who did O shots like right after I learned about him. And she's like, come on over to my office and I'll give you an O shot. So I went over there and I got an O shot. Then Robin gave me one. I've had, five or six O shots now. And I've literally seen my clitoris at 55. My clitoris became ignited, reignited again, where Mm. I'm having the sensations of a 30 year old of my 30 year old self with the knowledge of my 60 year old self. So I know how to come really well. And I can feel the sensations at an unbelievable level, because not only did I learn how to come, but my clitoral structure got meatier and meatier from all the PRP and the O shots, rebuilding the tissue that atrophies with aging. Mm. So not only do I have big clit energy kind of like at a, in an intangible level from just like the amount of orgasmic confidence that I have, but I also have a gorgeous little penisy type clit mm. where I get these raging clit boners. I get big, I get a big clit that plumps up and puffs up with enough manual stimulation and oral stimulation and penile stimulation and toy stimulation. I just, it just explodes with blood flow and pleasure and it's wet, it's juicy, it's pink, it's ripe, it's fresh, it smells great, it tastes great. It's just, just gorgeous I love to look at it, which is why I was like, okay, I got to tell you about when I was looking at my pussy the other Mm -hmm. day, you know? (laughs) So when do you hear about women talking about their pussy this way? You don't. You don't hear hear us all being like, my pussy is so frigging gorgeous right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, Susan, it's so true. And everything that you're saying, it smells good. It tastes good. How many of us, how many women... Or, or men like in their situations as well, think like, well, I better make sure to like make it smell like this or to use these wipes or to make sure I shower immediately before and after sex. And there is so much (laughs) self-consciousness that happens around sex. And, and I would say also, especially for women and the way our vulvas look and we think, oh, it's not cute. It's ugly. Or it looks like this. It doesn't look like, like a vulva that you'd see in a porn set. There's so many avenues of avenues of just nervousness around what our bodies look like. And that, that, makes sex so much more difficult for us. So even just the words that you're saying about your clit can make so much of a difference in how you feel about it and just the appreciation and the gratitude that you have for it, which can transform a sexual experience, right? I have watched my girlfriend 
go from being completely shy about her yoni and, you know, not even wanting me to look at it to being open about it and starting to love her yoni and Mm. love the way it looks. And we have like opposite yonis. Her yoni, she's a brown skinned woman with a tiny little vulva with tiny little trim labia. And I'm a fairly light skinned woman, though I love to get a tan, Mm -hmm. uh, a light skinned woman with a giant yoni with big saggy outer labia and giant flappy inner labia that hang down and a drapey clit hood. (laughs) And I look at them both and I think to myself, they are both the most beautiful things. Like the more vulvas that you look at, your own and others included, if we all I remember the first time I went to a sex workshop and we all they had this thing where you know we were there were probably it was a pretty big sex workshop. There were probably like 40 people in the room. And they did this thing where they were like, okay, now close your eyes. Now some of us are going to want to undress now and some of us aren't and we're all in choice and you just take off the clothes if you're called to do it. We're going to be ending up in a group uh, heart, hand heart circle, I think it was, where we put a hand on our heart and we held out our other hand and the per- we, we were two circles. One circle was an outer circle facing in and the other half of us was an inner circle facing out. And we went from person to person and looked each other in the eyes and kissed each other's hands while our other hand was on our heart. And we got to look at every person and every, per- well, not every person was naked, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there listening and I know we're going to be doing this exercise and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, it doesn't sound like everybody's taking off their clothes. I think I'm going to be okay. I'm not ready to take off my clothes and, you know, I'm just not going to do it. And we all open our eyes after the got, you know, the lead, you know, experience. And I look around, I'm like, oh shit, everybody's (laughs) naked. I'm like the only one with their clothes still on. I was like so embarrassed. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take my clothes off. And I took them off. I mean, I was absolutely beautiful, Em. I mean, I can't Mm. believe. I mean, there were fat people, old people, wrinkly people. And I mean, if you lined us all up and went, who's the prettiest one in the room? People would have picked me as one of the top five. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like as far as just like generalized beauty, Mm -hmm. I was young, I was pretty, you know, and here I was not wanting to be the one who got naked. Yeah. So I got my clothes off and I did the hand heart ceremony and I looked every naked person in the eye and I was in a room with 40 naked people. And I was like, wow. We all need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. We all need to be seeing each other naked. There's, we're all beautiful. I realized we're all so beautiful. And it's not what body bag we're in. It's not mm-hmm. whether we have little labia or big labia or whatever. It's how, how clean are they? How uh, fresh and healthy. And by clean, I just mean healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, are we taking care of our bodies? Are we in touch with them? Are we looking at them? Are we smelling them? Are we tasting ourselves? Are we, how do we feel about all of these things? Mm-hmm. And, and so I've come so far that now I'm basically a nudist. Like COVID, mm-hmm. pandemic, shelter in place, didn't wear clothes. <laughs> Everything I wear now is stretchy from the rest of my 
life on. Like I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I put on clothes only begrudgingly at this point at, and at 60 and I am hot. I am a lot less perfect than I was then. And it ain't going to ever get me better, but my sex life keeps getting better and better mm-hmm. and better and better. So the more we look at ourselves and other women, the more, I mean, I would love it if us, a bunch of girlfriends got together and we smoked some weed and we looked at each other's yonis and just gave mm-hmm. each other pussy tours. One of the best things about a new lover is giving them the joy of you giving them the tour of your pussy. Well, here's my hood and these are my labia and these are my inner labia and here's what I like about them. And look at these little freckles I have from laying out in the sun. And Mm -hmm. I love when you stroke right on these little frilly edges that are a little darker. And oh, my favorite thing is this. And here's the foreshadow. I mean, if we could do that with our lovers, they'd be like, well, this girl loves her pussy. I'm going to have to do a lot of really good work on this thing because she is going to be heavenly to play with. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. That sounds like so much fun. I've never done that before. And I think a lot of other folks that are listening haven't either. And it's, it's a genius idea. One, to do that with friends. Two, to do that with a partner. And it's so important to remember too, even if you want to think about it like, well, what are they going to be attracted to? Look, people are attracted to confidence. It never fails. Even if you want to think about it like that, people are attracted to confidence. So why not feel really good about yourself and not even have to worry about what your partner is attracted to or not? They are going to be attracted to you if you're confident about your body. And then you're going to also feel amazing. So Susan, I'm wondering like the beginning steps of big clit energy, what would you say those are? How can we start off with this? Probably looking in the mirror and really beginning to, you know, squat right down on the mirror and really look at everything and get a sense of it. And then start looking at like pre and then masturbating Mm -hmm. and start looking at pre and post masturbation, Mm -hmm. looking at your engorgement, which is the blood flowing to your genital structure. On our last episode, I talked a lot about how the clitoris is not the little tip of the nerve endings, the glands, the tip of the penis, basically, it's the tip of your dick, your, you know, what you think of your clitoris is actually this, you know, it's not just the tip, it's the tip, the shaft, the arms, the legs, the urethral sponge, the perineal sponge. And so if you imagine your vagina as a canal, the canal is actually completely enveloped with this erectile tissue of the clitoral, urethral, and perineal structures. There are Mm -hmm. structures that wrap around it. So beginning to think about stimulating yourself with, you know, this is one of the things I learned recently from Kristen Tribby, who is the vice president of marketing for Fun Factory. Fun Factory is a toy, a sex toy company that I associate with because mm-hmm. of the quality of their products and the diversity of their range, their understanding of gender spectrum pleasure. The the silicone that they use is their own formula. Just like everything about that company is pitch perfect. There are other good brands too, but I think for me just the range of everything that they make is just incredible. And Kristen was telling me that they have different vibrators for different ways women like to be stimulated. Like their mm-hmm. Volta is the one that flutters your quit, your clit. Mm-hmm. And then they have ones that are like light vibe. They've got double vibes, internal and external. Mm-hmm. They have big vibes. You know, they've got all kinds of different types of 
of stimulation. And what's good to do is to stimulate your clitoris with lots of different toys in different ways to get the different parts feeling really good. Not just the tip of the clit, but the shaft, getting yourself a, a clitoral erection, a clit boner, making watching your clit pop when it gets engorged so that you see the boner and you feel it. You can feel, you can put the little shaft of your clitoris between your finger and your thumb with some oil. You can dig in behind the head of the clit, the glands, and down into the shaft. And it kind of goes up the hood. You can go up under there and feel that and stroke that. Mm -hmm. That likes to be sucked a lot, mm. not just the tip of the clip, but the whole shaft likes it. You can masturbate that little shaft as mm. well, just a mini penis. Mm. And then how do you get into the folds of the inner labia between the inner and outer labia and get those clitoral legs as mm -hmm. well? And then the outer labia are the, 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 the legs, I'm sorry, the arms of the clitor in the folds and the legs of the clitor under the outer labia where your pubic hair is and they like to get plumped up so they like kneading between fingers a lot that's a nice thing to do for them so you might stroke the channels inside your labia and then you might like to stroke the vestibule the opening of your labia from the clitoral head down over what I like to call g-spot number two because G-spot number one, people think about that as up inside the vagina on the roof of the vagina. But the urethral sponge actually sticks out of the vagina in the vestibule, the opening, peel back the inner labia. And that's called the vestibule inside there. And that has the, the clitorises at the top and then the urethral exit where your pee comes out. And that's got G-spot number two. All around the exit of your urethra is that spongy erectile tissue. So you can stroke mm -hmm. that. And then you can go down to the opening to your vagina. And the opening to your vagina is a sphincter, a round muscle, like your iris. And you can play with the outside of the vagina, the opening, and relax it and pleasure it before you even enter. And then you've got at the bottom where the labia come together. So the labia start at the hood over your clitoris. They come down as your inner labia and they meet at the bottom. And that's called the fourchette. And it's in mine is like this ball of tissue, this dark brown ball of wonderful sensitive tissue. And then below that is your perineal area. And below that is the anus. And then you've got your butt cheeks, you've got your groin, you've got your mons on top where the pubic hair is on the top that if you want to ejaculate really well, kneading that and opening and getting that tissue almost gelatinous mm. really helps the skein's glands drop the liquid of the what we call amrita the liquid from the female ejaculation that comes down through your urethral canal when you contract it squirts out that's all really good to get gelatinous so you want to plump up the outer labia you want to stimulate inside there to get the clit arms you want to rub the hood you want to 
stroke the shaft. You want circles around and on top of the clit or the expanded orgasm stroke on the clit. You want the kneading of the mons and the tapping up there, the kneading and rubbing of the outer labia, the tickling and stroking of the fourchette, the long, one of my favorites is real long strokes from the clit down inside the vagina, down to the fourchette, back up toggling, just like expanded orgasm, a little sensation, and then a new sensation, back and forth across the clit, then the G spot back and forth across the clit, then the G spot, these kinds of going back and forth with stimulation gives your body both that peaking that moment of rest to reach for more and then different new stimulation Mm -hmm. that takes you to a new level of orgasm. So get big clit energy is exploring what feels good to you in the moment that is really nice with the entire vulva on the table, if you will, Mm -hmm. ready to be played with and pleasured. I think that's a good start for big clit energy is learn it yourself and then teach your lovers how to deliver sensations because they'll come up with things you haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's like a step-by-step guide. And that's incredible because I think even when we, when we are talking about these topics so openly, Susan, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful that we're able to do that. Still people have so, and I'm including myself here, right? Have Mm -hmm. so many blockages with sex and their bodies and fully, feeling allowed to play around with that and even like splay it open in the mirror. It can be a little bit mind boggling that there are so many different options, like how amazing, but like, Oh my God, where do I start? And you, you gave us like the the exact starting steps to start. Thank you for that. And I will also just note a couple things I'd like to note. First of all, even now, and I, I, okay, let me preface this. After our first episode together, Susan, when you were talking about all the different erectile tissue, you were talking about how the urethra is such a pleasure, pleasure center and the erectile tissue around that is the is a G spot. Yeah. After we had that conversation, the first time I tried to mess around with that, I achieved a new type of orgasm that I've never achieved before. Incredible, like such an empowering feeling, right? So I would consider myself very open to these these new ideas and these new practices but still when i think about the the full exploration of like the vulva and the mons and under the the clitoral hood i still think ouch ouch guess why that is not enough lube used earlier on in my life. And now it's kind of like not a trauma, but maybe could be like where I'm like, oh, it makes me feel nervous to even touch the, the like it makes me feel nervous to get under the, the clitoral hood because it feels like, ouch. And um, that right there, like that coming to me in my brain tells me time to explore. It's it's like time to explore with that and break those li- frankly limiting beliefs about what is painful and what is pleasurable. Like we just have to be gentle with ourselves, but I know you're a big proponent of lube and um, the usage of that or oil, oil, right? I like organic avocado oil and sweet almond oil the best, not coconut oil. It's antibacterial and I don't think it's good for the vaginal microbiome. And I don't think lubes that you buy in the drugstore are good because if it's a sexual lubricant, it's an FDA class two 
product, which mm. means it has to have preservatives in it. Mm. And the preservatives are things that are nasty chemicals and your vaginal mucosa, it would be just like eating it. So if, if you wouldn't eat it, you know, like if you would make salad dressing out of it, you know, why would you put it on your yoni? Mm-hmm. You need to be very, very careful about your microbiome and about toxins because toxins begin to hormone, they're hormone disruptors, endocrine disruptors, and they, they'll limit your hormonal capacity. And, and if you have both limited blood flow and limited hormonal capacity, then you have libido issues. For sure. Yep. Love all of that. Thanks for clarifying that. And Susan also goes into more about how we can take care of our microbiome and vaginal microbiome specifically in the first episode that we recorded together. So we have so much great information for everybody. So Susan, now I'm wondering, like, is there, like, would you say the answer to us caring better for our clits, we we need to use a good amount of lube, we need to be open. Are there some other practices that you use that maybe are non-physical? Did you realize that big clit energy was also maybe talking to your body a certain way? Or were there some other practices that extended beyond like physical touch? Yes. And I was what I'm really flashing on right now for you, Em, actually, is that I'd like you to get a research partner. I think a research we go, partner baby. would be your next step. Research partners are fantastic. You could call them a lover, or you could call them a research partner, or you could call them anything you want. I think a lot of times, as women, we think that we need to have one person be everything to us. And so we hold ourselves back from the sexual pleasure with someone because they don't check all of the other relationship boxes. And if they are, let's just say you like this person, let's just go first with a woman and then with a man, we'll just do to the two genders, but it could be gender fluid. It could be non-binary, a non-binary person. It could be a trans person. It really doesn't matter. What you really want is someone who you like to spend time with that you think is sexy, that you like the way they taste and smell. They're a person of integrity, that they want to go on a sexual journey with you. And you can have multiple lovers at the same time. One of the ways to do that is to create a polypod of fluid bonded lovers who are all monogamous to the group. Mm -hmm. So you can actually have multiple partners who also you could have dynamics of threesomes or foursomes. You can get opportunities to be with women, with men, with not, you know, gender non-binary people. So what you can do is you can start with one. And then you can add others and people can come in and out of your screening group. And by screening, they have to take an STI list of tests, which is on my website at betterlover.com, how to have the safe sex talk, when to have it and which tests to get, because there's over 20 sexually transmitted infections. And so you have to be very, very careful. Everyone needs to be fully tested and then monogamous to you or to your group. But you don't have to think about this in that like serial monogamy way. You could be, you could have a woman lover, a man lover, you could have three lovers, you can have whatever you want. And that's the thing about your sexual development is that it, it grows and evolves with you. And 
People can come in and out of your life, but you're always expanding your sexual potential. And when you find a lover, they don't need to be somebody that you're going to marry or what have you. They can be your lover or your research partner. You could literally have a partner and there's two levels to safe sex too. So I'll give you this as well. You could have a level that is kissing and hands. So you could have an expanded orgasm research partner. And all you guys are going to do is get expand her orgasm tonight. And they're going to give you yoni massages using the five stroke technique of expanded orgasm. You're going to go through the 21 erotic play dates together, which essentially gives you all the facets for the skill of having and becoming, you know, an incredible comer. It gives your partner the ability to deliver the sensation, to ride it, not only ride the sensation, but to take you on the orgasm, take you into the orgasms. Can you imagine the power that you would feel if you were the kind of person who could stroke a woman's yoni and take her into massive orgasmic pleasure, mm-hmm. right? So you can do it to your the partner if it's a female, And you can do expanded orgasm for men as well, which is basically lingam is the word is like the equivalent for yoni for a vulva is a lingam for penis. You can do lingam pleasuring. You're basically taking to the masculine to the edge of his orgasm and not over it unless he's multi-orgasmic and he's learned how to have full body orgasms without ejaculating. Most men aren't quite there yet. So the expanded orgasm practice is pretty good for the female genitals because we don't have an issue with having multiple orgasms. We're pretty good at full body orgasms the way we're built. You can get lovers to just do G-spot awakening, to do whatever. But if it's just hands, expanded orgasm practice and making out, and you don't even have to make out. You can just be, I just want a partner to learn this practice with me, to take me into orgasmic states. You're not going to be my boyfriend. I'm not going to make out with you. I'm not going to have intercourse with you. I'm not going to go down on you until such point as I want more than just hands-on yoni massage. But let's learn this together and see where we go. If you put that on your Tinder profile, you'd have like an inbox full of people willing to just do that with you because people want those skills. So I'd like to see you get a few research partners, a female research partner, a male research partner, a gender non-binary research partner, whatever's right for you. And it would be great if they could all be lovers as well, if they all liked each other too. That would be nice for you to create that kind of experience for more than just yourself, but to create that for others as you become more confident and have these experiences. And once you know what your boundaries are, like this is a as far as we're ever going to go, are you willing to stay within the boundaries? People are very good at staying within boundaries when they are clearly stated and they understand the reasons behind them. Mm-hmm. So you can completely relax with your partner, do the 21 erotic play dates, learn how to have expanded orgasms. Your vulva will become ignited with pleasure. You'll get big clit energy, which you can then pass along to all the other women who follow and love you because you're so friggin' adorable. <laughs> oh, I love it. Susan, I love it. It's so intuitive and uh, it's exactly where I'm at in my life. It's exactly yeah. where I'm at in my life. I'm you're ready. Exactly. Yes. I'm ready. And I'm at a place where 
it probably shouldn't be a full-on relationship. It should be something like this. And I think you give, at least at the moment, right? And I think you give such, you, you speak so much to all of the options that we have. It doesn't have to be just shitty, drunken sex or a relationship. There's so many other options within, in that spectrum, right? And it's something that I also forget myself and something that I've been doing over the past month is like, hmm, okay, I know I want this partner, but they have to be into what I'm into. That alone is crazy, right? Because the yeah. stuff that we're talking about, most people are not like, let's just talk about like spiritual, sensual experiences. Most people are like, what? What are, no. So <laughs> it's been this process of, ah, okay, like, who is into what I'm into and, and checks these other boxes. But you remind me that it doesn't have to be like that. And I just, it could be as simple as like trust someone with in- integrity that you said and someone that I'm attracted to and someone whose smell I like and whose vibe I like. And it can be that simple. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's so pertinent and like very important advice because like how, it's it's really profoundly important because how many people are just surrendering to being single forever because they think they can't find someone that checks all the boxes and how many people are getting into relationships with people that they're not ready to be in a relationship with right like this is such a beautiful a, a really beautiful sentiment and it, it makes me super excited so I'm gonna do that <laughs> and actually I remembered oh hell yeah I'm, I'm gonna do it and the first time that we recorded together, you mentioned something. I don't know if we were recording or not. This could have been behind the scenes, <laughs> but you said something like, yeah, I would suggest like, look for, a, look for some sort of a, like you said, research partner, some, someone that you don't have to be in a relationship with. It's stuck in my head. It's been, I think a couple months, but just this week after we booked together, I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to find that person. And here we go. So I'm going to keep everybody updated. And I would recommend people. Think about people. Right. One. That's a whole, that, that's I even to... limiting, just thinking about one. Have a yeah. couple of research partners. It's funny. I, I've been talking to a lot of people who are coming out of their quarantine and they're like, oh, now I can finally, you know, get a boyfriend or get a girlfriend or date again or whatever, mm-hmm. get, a, get, you know, have sex with somebody. And a lot of people had, relationships of sexual convenience during the Mm. pandemic. And I thought to myself, and and I talked to a lot of them, like, you know, how was it? You know, what was it like? And I was talking to one guy and he said, you know, she came over twice a week and we fucked. Mm. It was okay, but it's nothing like the kind of sex that you talk about that you teach. And I thought to myself, well, she probably would have liked to have had the kind of sex that I teach too. So, and and I was talking to another, another guy and he, he, and he said, yeah, you know, I had a quarantine sex buddy, but she's back on Tinder looking for, you know, Mr. Right again, kind of thing. It was, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but it wasn't, you know, anything that was going to be forever. And neither of those things sounded very good to me. Mm -hmm. They, they didn't sound like they were experimental or they were learning new things or they were incrementing. It was almost very, it, it felt like they were settling. Well, I just need somebody to have intercourse with. Mm. So I'll just go for this sure thing when they could have turned it into so much more than that. So I'm I'm constantly trying to get, you know, the six essentials of connected sex from my sexual soulmates book are presence, learning how to really be present during sex, being connected to the person, not just feeling the friction. 
The second one is setting the lover space, making your sacred container, making the, 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 the room that you're making love in conducive to surrender to your pleasure, soft towels, good music, nice lighting, the right temperature, soft sheets, good lube, water, fruit, etc. And then the next one is polarity, the masculine, feminine, the magnetism of the opposite, you know, the opposite's attraction, how, how the woman can surrender more, how the masculine can ravish more, and then how you can switch. Because that's the next level of sex is when you move from being the passive as a woman to the active, and mm. he's the one in receive mode. So being able to be fluid in the switch is really, which is also why I recommended getting a girlfriend and a boyfriend or getting people mm. who are gender non-binary, because it gets you out of that mentality of just like that rote thing about what sex is supposed to be like in your mind. Mm. It disrupts all of that. You know, it's a pattern reset, which is nice. So the presence, the lover space, the polarity, embodiment, really connecting hearts, connecting eyes, connecting breath. You can do that with a research partner. It's the same. You can fall in love with your research partner. You don't need to marry them. They don't need to complete you. You don't need to move in together, but you can have the most powerful love affairs with your lovers. You want to bring your heart, your breath, your gaze all of it, your touch, your sensation, your surrender to that partner. And then the the sexual soulmate pact, which we talked about earlier in the show, the communication flow Mm -hmm. where it's not anything you did wrong. It's just what my body needs in the moment. I'm just giving you the information so you can be the winner. That. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is erotic play dates. And that's what we've been really talking about here on this episode together has been discovery, trying new things, doing the 21 erotic play dates and expand her orgasm tonight, one by one by one with your lover and seeing what happens when you play start, stop. And they're all lover games. They're literally lover Mm. games. And that whole notion of having your girlfriends all come over and look at each other's yonis in the mirror and describe Mm -hmm. your yoni for your girlfriends and have your girlfriends describe their yonis for you. Give each other pussy tours. You know, these are... When you are learning new things, you are expanding yourself. You're growing that taproot. You're enlarging that big clit energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So erotic playdates are really good. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love all of these things. I'm going to create a checklist and I'm probably going to share it and tag you uh, because yeah, let's all do this, including myself. I'm including myself to hold myself accountable here. And did I give you, did I give you expand her orgasm tonight yet? I don't think so. Okay. I'll no. make sure Christian gives that to you. So you can read about the tw- the play dates. And on my website at personallifemedia.com, I describe all the play dates too. So Perfect. that's nice, but I'll give you that so that you have access to it. So when you get your new lovers, those are some things you can try. I really think that a lot of people are wanting to go to sex parties and things like that. But you know me, I'm worried about all the Mm -hmm. fluid exchange. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't want anybody to come home with anything. And so I like the closed group, sacred container, fluid bonded, massively surrendered. All the fluids are on the table. There's no worries about anybody getting anything. And then you get to try a whole bunch of stuff together. I think that's a lot safer way to go to your, you know, smaller groups. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so with you there, Suze. Like I also, as someone who 
I had a lot of unconscious sex earlier on in my life and that kind of turned into a sexual trauma thing. So we're working through that. I think a lot of people experience that. So at this point in my life, what I've realized and at this point in my spiritual journey, when you have sex with someone, their energy, you're mixing energies. Okay. So if you're having sex with someone that you really don't like their energy and you find that out halfway, the halfway into having sex with them, it doesn't feel great. Yeah, exactly. Goodbye. Just leave, pack up and go. Yes. Because we we can carry that with us. If people have some demons, we can carry that with us. So is everybody perfect? No, but having this closed circle, like you describe, allows us everybody to pick and choose and make sure everyone is cool with everyone's vibe. We all have friend groups, hopefully, or we are currently building friend groups where we like everyone's vibe. So it's possible. And that just creates so much more of a healthy environment physically. Yes, because we're the trust is there, but also energetically and like spiritually, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual sexuality. I really feel like expanded orgasm, like practice of expanded orgasm is where I was able to connect with source. Mm. It really was the beginning of my big clit energy. When you're in an orgasmic meditation, a conjoined trance state of orgasm with a lover who is controlling your nervous system, you've surrendered your nervous system to them, and they are taking you on a ride. And you're in a massive theta trance state of orgasm. And you go out into the ether, and you step off into the nothing, you can find source there. It's just an incredible experience to know how connected we are to all and to other not just to each other in the room, but to all other. I really think the expanded orgasm experience is going to be something that will, it's, I think what your heart is seeking is that connection Mm. in pleasure that is going to be a salve for the wounds that your yoni has had. Mm. And then it will lift you into that connection to all other that you need you you've been untethered this is why the traumas have happened and you've had you know you've said it yourself on your show so I'm not speaking out of turn you've had addiction Mm -hmm. issues in the past and you know you are a human you have have had these things happen to you but you are also so solid and so whole and so on the journey to involving yourself that I, I really like this practice for you. You need attention, Mm. undivided attention and love and pleasure on your clit. Mm. Before you even do the G-spot stuff and all the other things, get on that clit with the right finger and the right stroke and receive that. You need to receive that. It's a practice. Exactly. Yes. I Love it. I love it. Like I'm actually shocked that I'm not bawling right now because you, you totally hit the nail on the head for how I'm feeling, what I need right now, undivided attention and being able to receive pleasure. Yep. That is, that was so hard for me. And, and I have no doubt there is a long way to go with that, but I'm like so excited to get into this, but Suze, like, you, you completely encapsulated how I feel right now and what, what is going to feel 
what, what I'm super intrigued about and pushing me out of my comfort zone as well, which is really exciting. I also yeah. want to offer up to you is an older man, like mm-hmm. a little daddy energy, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a 60 year old guy who has always been a good lover who is currently not in a relationship or is in a relationship where his partner would let him have these hands only full heart love, non-penetrative sex, no expectation for reciprocity. There are so many men, you know, what men love to do is give women orgasms. Mm -hmm. It makes them happier. Certain men, it it makes them happier than anything in the world to see a woman who is just completely self sexually expressed with no inhibition. And, And that's the piece that if you can get there to the no inhibition where you are, you are lost in that pleasure and you trust that person to deliver that pleasure. And you're just on that journey. They're taking you on that journey. You're not doing anything. You're literally just being your body is responding. Your body is opening. Your body is awakening. Your body is in gratitude and bliss. Don't, you know, you're a, you're a young woman, but people are beautiful and they're beautiful at every age. And the 50 and 60 year old and even 70 year old men, they have so much love and turn on to give. And they don't always need the same reciprocity as the 20, 30 and 40 year old man. So one of your lovers might be this older human being who will find as much joy in the giving as you have in the receiving. Mm. don't into it people like there's anything wrong with them they are Mm -hmm. just that remember the body bag doesn't mean anything it's Mm -hmm. the love the heart the connection the joy the patience the giving the just wanting to connect so keep your eyes out and when you go to places just get that clit radar up because you want your Mm -hmm. pussy to do the picking you don't, you're not letting your rational mind do the, but you are in, they have to have integrity. They have to be clean and sanitary. They have to be STI tested. They can't be fucking around with someone else. So they have to be monogamous to you or hands only kissing only. If you even want kissing, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of, you've got to decide where you want to be with a person. I'd be willing to do this many things with you. These, this is what's on the table for us right now. Maybe it'll expand. Maybe it won't. You're in control. You're always the one in control of the frame and you have a wide open opportunity. If you see somebody sitting at a counter and you're like, that guy looks interesting. I think I'm going to sit down and order a cup of coffee. Start, just start engaging with people to feel the energy of the human. And don't worry about what the body bag is. Mm, I love that. Super down. I am, I've historically always been really attracted to older men because not just the looks, which I think I'm like, hell yeah, all for it. Like I don't, I don't have, I don't, I, I don't think I had age boundaries on my online dating when I had that ever. I'm like, they could be super young and we could vibe really well. They could be a lot older than me. We could vibe really well. I've definitely come across some amazing looking people who are like 40 years older than me on dating apps and been like, hell yeah. So I'm super into that. But what, what I, what I always really liked about seeing older men was like, we just vibe, we just vibe. There is like, I feel like I'm a little bit of an old soul and it just goes well. Right. Yeah. You are an old soul. You know what's interesting, Suze? 
the daddy's issue thing got me off of that like train. It kind of scared me away from that because people would say, oh, I bet that's some sort of a daddy issue thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just realizing now that that's kind of like that can be limiting listening to that stuff. You know, we just have to listen to ourselves. <laughs> I love big daddy energy for me personally. My dad was an amazing man. He passed last year and he was an artist and more of the feminine and just the sweetest mm. guy in the world. But for lovers, I like, a, for me personally, I like a man. I, I mean, I like a marauder. I like muscles. I mm-hmm. like, you know, strength. I like a man to secu- who makes me secure. I like a guy who can pick me up and I'm big. I weigh 165 pounds and I'm almost 5'11". I'm a giant woman. My, they call me the Glamazon and mm-hmm. they, we call my grand, my, my mother, we call her Glamour because she's like oh. the glamorous grandma, you know? So it's the Glamour and the Glamazon. But I love, I love my husband, 6'3". He's strong. And mm-hmm. I have always liked, I've always liked him to say, that's a good girl. Mm-hmm. Come for me. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I just, that really turns me on. It's not the only thing that turns me on, but it's, I definitely love the daddy energy as a part of what helps me, you know, really just let go. I know I'm pleasing him. I like to please my daddy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just one of the many types of great sex you can have. I love that. I love spiritual sexuality. I love sex with my girlfriend. I love sex with three. I love a lot of stuff. And that's what's nice. At your age, you've got so much runway to try so many things because your sex life will just keep getting better with the inquisitiveness that you have and the wounds you want to get through you're going to do so well in your sex life. It's going to feed you and nurture you. And you already have big clit energy. And Mm. now you know you do. Mm. You just forgot you had it. Now you've just Mm. turned it on. Mm, I love it. I love it. Susan, I feel this so deeply. And I love that. I love where we went in this episode. Like it's so many important topics that are never talked about or are only talked about in one certain way. And in like a kind of a judgy way. Oh, it's so good. I love you. I love you too. I love you too. (laughs) So much. Susan, do you want to say anything else? Is there anything else you want to get out into the world? We got to let people off. People got to get back to (laughs) it's time. Well, I want to, I want to hear about your research partners when, when, when you'll share them. Hell yeah. I've got one in the works right now. And in a way, we kind of found each other in the 5D, uh, like in a meditative state. Very interesting stuff. My audience doesn't know that about my week. So far, this is fresh. So I'm introducing it right now. And I'm going to keep going with it and keep everybody updated. Super. Susan Bratton. Susan Bratton, thank you so much for being here. It's an honor to have you. And I'm so glad we were able to connect. Thank you for uh, sharing time and energy with us today. Me too. I love you, sweetheart. Take care and I'll see you soon. Love you. I hope you loved this conversation with Susan Bratton, intimacy expert to millions. I have all of Susan's contact information linked in the show notes. I also have the materials that Susan was talking about throughout the episode linked in the show notes. Check them out. They are free and they have a lot of value. Okay. So do not sleep on this. Do not skip over this shit. It's important stuff. It will change your sex life, okay? And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community. 
And if you would like to book 30-minute or 60-minute readings with me, head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. I also have this link on my Facebook profile, mcosek, C-I-O-S-E-K. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for listening to this super special conversation with Susan Bratton and I. I love you all so much. Thank you for supporting natural health. Thank you for supporting sex positive conversations. Thank you for supporting natural healing. Thank you for spreading the word on all of this powerful shit. I love you all so much. See you on the next episode.